Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. We're so glad to have you along. This is Thursday morning, March 25th, and uh, we're just a week and a half away from our Easter uh, Holy Week as next week. This is our week, our time, and we'll be talking about the resurrection next week. But today, we've been going through the seven I am statements of Jesus Christ found in the book of John. Today's um, Today, we probably get the most popular one, the most uh, the, the one that has inspired the most poetry, the most music, the most art. In fact, I have with me some art today of Jesus as the Good Shepherd. And uh, several years ago, I was at a pastor's meeting, and they gave all of us pastors this, uh, this um, statue here, this small statue of Christ with his shepherds, shepherding his sheep. And this is uh, one they handed out freely to all of us. The local radio station did. This one I got in Israel. This one's a lot more expensive. And uh, this is actually carved of olive wood. And in, and when you visit Israel, you, you know, we take a, a brief stop. It, uh, a lot of people like to buy the carvings of the olive wood that's from there. And so we, we stop by. And this is uh, something I got as a remembrance of my, my trip there. Again, Jesus and a, and a fine carving of Jesus and his sheep. Do you like to think of yourself as a sheep? I don't know about you. I'd prefer I'd prefer being a lion, a tiger, a bear, a shark. That's maybe a little bit more of what we would naturally like to be. But the Bible says we're sheep. We're sheep. And um, uh, sheep aren't, you know, they're, they're not basically known as the smartest of animals. or they, they can't bear a burden. They're not hunters. They're pretty weak. And their need of a shepherd. And folks, you and I are in need of a shepherd. And this is one thing that becoming a Christian, becoming a follower of Christ, it takes humility. It takes humility to say, I can't do it all myself. I can't fix all my problems. I can't uh, solve everything. I need a shepherd. I need a shepherd to watch over me and to care for me. In this section on John 10, where Jesus is teaching about this, um, he talks about he refers to himself as the good shepherd. And I'd like to read just actually, uh, there's three sections here I want to read from John chapter 10. If you have your Bible, you might want to read along. First, the section we read yesterday where he talks about being the good shepherd, but also about being the door. Let's start with verse uh, 1 of chapter 10. Are you ready? Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber in the sheep pen. There was one door, and the rest of the pen protected them from, <coughs> excuse me, from wolves, uh, robbers, etc. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own. He goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Again, what was happening here is uh, multiple shepherds would put their sheep in the sheep pen overnight, and then they'd go and sleep, and the doorkeeper would watch over the sheep by night. And there might be several flocks in there. And when the, sheep, when the shepherd would come the next morning, 
the doorkeeper would let him in and he would call his sheep and his sheep would follow him. Isn't that pretty amazing? They didn't just follow the flock, they followed the shepherd. And there might be several shepherds that would keep their their sheep in the same sheep pen and each flock of uh, each flock of the sheep would follow their shepherd as he led them out to pasture. They wouldn't follow the stranger. They wouldn't follow another one. Even if even if another flock went there, they stayed with their flock and their shepherd. Verse 6, this figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. So again, we like we saw yesterday, Jesus is talking about listening to the shepherd. Listening to the shepherd. Uh, Roz and I were talking after yesterday's uh, daily word and prayer. And we were discussing how in our culture today, it seems like every single institution out there has bowed to political correctness, the sexual revolution, radical secularism, uh, secular humanism, wokeism, leftism, all these things you want to call. And the one, the one institution in our culture that's standing its ground is the church, the church being the pillar and support of the truth. I mean, what else hasn't? Education, business communities, Hollywood, government, um, the military. I mean, what, what institution, who hasn't fallen to this, this radical secularism and secular humanism? And the church seems to be the one institution that's standing. And as a result, the church is being invaded with false teaching, false shepherds, false false ideas about what we how how we should just conform to all this instead of stand our ground. And so we we need to be careful there. We need to be careful the voices we listen to. The church is under assault. Yesterday I mentioned cults. But the church is under assault by groups that wouldn't be a necessarily a religious cult, but it is an offshoot of the cultism of of, of secularism. Secular humanism is, and the wokeism, it's like a religious cult. And as I've long contended from my years of, of being on campus, I've noticed the people who attack the Bible and attack faith in God are all, they're always politically in the same camp. And I've come to realize that what's going on in our culture today really is a theological battle and understand that this false theology of of radical left wokeism, it's invading our churches as well. And so we've got to be careful about that. Let's continue on, though, as we talk about the Good Shepherd. Jesus says, so the first thing is the Good Shepherd, follow his voice. Don't follow the voice of false teachers. The second he says here is the Good Shepherd, I lay down my life. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He was a hired hand and not a shepherd who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. Well, yeah, wolves are coming, but the real shepherd stays and fights. But the hired hand flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand 
and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me, even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 17. Well, so, so, well let's just stop there for a second. Jesus laid down his life for us. This is what we're so grateful for. He gave his life for the sheep. When he went to the cross, folks, he was fighting for you and me. He was laying down his life for you and me. He was saving us from the wolves that, that terrify us, from the destruction that comes after us. This is what Jesus did, and for this we are deeply, deeply grateful. Can I mention, though, also that some of us are in church. I mean, we're in churches, and, and, and uh, our elders, our pastors are like under-shepherds, and they should be taking their cue from Jesus. Um, some of us have pastors who really have laid down their life for the flock. They're there for us. There are so many pastors. They're there um, night and day. They're there when we need them. They answer our phone calls. They, they answer our emails. They care about us. They care about our families. They love us. These are real shepherds. And others of us, you know, maybe you or there's plenty of churches out there where they're, they're, their shepherds are just hired hands. It's a job. They, they clock in their time. They get their pay. They don't put in the extra that's required. Um, they, are, they, they, you just wonder, are they, would they lay down their life for you? Would they have your back? If you suffered, if you lost your job, if you were going through a real trial, uh, would they really have your back? Would they really be there for you? Would they really stand with you? It's important that we be in churches, that we know that we're, that we're united. We know that we have shepherds, under shepherds, who would lay down their life for us, who care for us, who love us, who see what they're doing, not so much as a job, but as a calling, because that's what it's got to be. It's got to be a calling to lay down their life. This job of what Jesus did, it was tough for him to lay down his life for us. It's tough for pastors to shepherd the sheep. It's a demanding job. And a lot of people, a lot of pastors don't want to put in what it takes. If you have one that does, treasure that, value them. If you have a pastor who's laying down his life for you, as Jesus did, value that man, pray for him, support him, encourage him, uh, do all you can to help him because it, they're rare. They're not as common as they ought to be. Well, so Jesus laid down his life. And then the last thing we see here of Jesus as the good shepherd, way over in verse 26, people were saying, are you really the Christ? Okay, come on, don't, you know, there's dispute about this. And they challenged him, are you really the Christ? Stop holding us in, keeping us in suspense. And Jesus said, well, I did tell you. You just didn't believe me. And verse 26, you do not believe because you're not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they know me. I give them eternal life. They'll never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who's given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Do you ever want—sometimes I'm just amazed. Why aren't more people Christians? Why don't more people come to Jesus? Why, why do more people not follow his voice? Why do more people not really live for him? Why do so many people that, that it's just a— one-hour-a-week religion and nothing more? Why do they not seek him? Why do they not want to know him? Why, 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 why? Why do people not get saved? And it's real simple. Jesus said they don't believe because they're not a sheep. Those of us who are sheep, we believe. We follow. I trust you as on this live stream with me. I trust you're one of Jesus' sheep. I trust you're in his flock. 
I trust you're listening to his voice and you're following him. And, and if you are, even if you're surrounded by wolves, even if you're surrounded by people who want to take you down, even if you're surrounded by people who you say, why aren't they following? Understand you're his sheep. Follow the shepherd. Listen to his voice. Be careful to hear him. If there's other voices, the voices of strangers, don't listen to them. Even if others seem to be listening to those voices of the strangers, don't you? Because you're part of his flock. As we go to prayer, I do just want to read Psalm 23. You can't talk about Jesus as the shepherd without reading this most famous, perhaps most famous chapter in the entire Bible. Psalm 23, and, uh, and think of Jesus here. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, or I'll have everything I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. You ever get, sometimes we work so hard and we need a rest, a body or soul, and Jesus makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside quiet waters. Sometimes life can be raging, can be like raging waters around us. Jesus leads us out to those quiet waters, does he not? He restores my soul. Have you been damaged, hurt? by someone? Are you struggling with forgiving? Are you struggling with any of these things? He can restore your soul. Have you sinned and fallen into sin and your soul was damaged? Jesus is the good shepherd who restores our soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Follow him. He'll lead you in the right path, the path of life, the path of righteousness. He won't lead you down the path of death. He won't lead you on the path of destruction. He'll lead you where you need to go, and he'll do it for his namesake. You say, do you deserve it? Uh, no. He doesn't lead you because you've deserved it. He leads you for his namesake. He's our shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced loss? Maybe loss of life, loss of something else? We all do. We all experience loss. And Jesus, and we'll fear no evil. Why? Because Jesus is with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, the, the shepherd would use the, use the rod to discipline and, to, you know, hit a little bit. The staff is just, you, you lead with the staff. The rod is the rod of correction. We value both. We value being led by our Lord. We value even the correction, though sometimes it's painful. You prepare a table for me in the midst of, in the presence of my enemies. You've anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. What a God we have. He's not a God of scarcity. He's not a God who's limited. He's not a God who just, you know, gives you a little, little bit here and there. He, he fills our cup to overflowing. Surely, goodness and mercy, goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that's our promise. As we follow the Lord, his goodness, his mercy, his overflowing cup is ours now and into eternity. Let's thank him. Father in heaven, we thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. Jesus, thank you for your voice. Thank you that you speak to us. Thank you that you seek to lead us. Lord, if we're not hearing you, we, we must confess it's not because you're not speaking. It's because we're not listening. Help us, Father, to be listening to your voice each day. Lord, this is one reason we show up here on this live stream each day. We're trying to hear your voice. We're trying to be led by you. We want to start our day and live our day following our shepherd. 
We don't want to follow a stranger. Lord, protect your church. Protect your flock. Protect us from the voice of strangers, we pray. Sometimes they can sound similar. Sometimes they can sound enticing. Help us, Lord. Help your church to follow your voice. When we live in a culture, Lord, that more and more are not following your voice, fewer and fewer are following it. Lord, help us to have the courage, strength. The one thing we sheep can do, we, 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 with all of our failures, can't bear our burdens well, we, we can't lead others well, but Lord, we can hear a voice and follow. And I pray you'd help us to do what we can do to do it well, to hear your voice and to follow. We thank you, Jesus, you laid down your life for us. You're not a hireling. You're not just a, you, 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 you did the Father's will and the Father's will that of all that he'd give you, you'd lose none. And we thank you, you've lost none of us. We are your sheep. We hear your voice. We know we live amongst so many who don't, but we follow you, Jesus. Thank you for all the blessings. Thank you how you've restored our soul and can, can continue to do it as our souls damaged in need. Thank you that you lead us in paths of righteousness. Thank you, Lord, when we're tired and weak and worn out, that you, you lead us to those green pastures and those quiet waters, and you, you, you make us lie down. We thank you that goodness and mercy will pursue us all the days of our life. Lord, we, we bless you. You have anointed us, and our cup overflows. We have so much to be thankful for. Help us today to see that. Lord, with, with all the maybe calamity or confusion or concern or alarm around us, and we commit those things and we pray for these things that are out of our control. But we thank you that no matter what is around us, even that you'll set a table for us even in the midst of our enemies. No matter what happens around us, Lord, you're serving and caring, protecting, watching over, feeding, anointing, caring for us, your sheep. We bless you. Today, Lord, we seek to follow you in humility. We seek to, we say what really matters, all that really matters is that we do your will. So help us, Lord, whatever we go about our activities today, to be listening at work or school or at, at the store or in the neighborhood or at the home, amongst relationships, amongst our family, amongst our neighbors, our co-workers, our students. Lord, wherever we are, to be listening to your voice, filled with your spirit, guided by your spirit. Thank you. You will guide us if we'll listen. We bless you today, Lord. We give you thanks. Thank you. You are our, we acknowledge we need a shepherd. You're the good one. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Say, you know, I prayed it there, but I forgot to mention Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. You know, this word follow, is ever something follow? What's that mean? You know, some translations say pursue, and I looked it up, and that's really what the word means. It means God's goodness and mercy will pursue you. Isn't that awesome? Thanks for being with me today. Be a follower of Jesus. Amen. Be that sheep. Let him be your shepherd. Walk with him. Let his goodness and mercy pursue you today. Look for the Lord to use you today. We're trusting God. You know, our nation's in trouble. Our communities, our culture, everything all around us, things are changing for the negative and changing quickly. 
Let's us not change. Let's us only become better Christians. Let's us not lose our perspective. Let's stand firm in the Lord. Let's hear his voice in all the voices around us. Let's hear his voice for our churches. Let's pray for them. Our churches would hear the voices of God, the voice of God in these days, and not follow other voices. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. If you're new today, again, a welcome to you. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button, like the page, go to my email, go to my website, tomthepreacher.com, and like my, um, uh, or excuse me, go, and subscribe to my email newsletter where, where I write each day about some of the things we talk about here. And so if you're looking for the verses that we talk about or looking for uh, some of the scripture, you can find that in my daily email, okay? God bless you. I love you guys. Thanks for joining me. Help spread the word, and we'll see you tomorrow, 8.30 a.m., as we continue talking about the uh, seven I Am statements of Jesus. Bye-bye.